Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. It's uh, myself, Greg O'Keefe, Gavin Buckland, Tony Scott, and Phil Kirkbride. And we're recording in a special location today, the Bramley Moor pub, opposite the Bramley Moor dock. Obviously, the place that we hope will be announced imminently as Everton's future home, uh, the place where the club is going to have its stadium in the future and move into a bright blue future, hopefully, Tom. It's exciting, the potential, isn't it? We, it's just, it's what it's going to do to the area as well as for Everton FC. I think, obviously, the north of Liverpool, especially the Docklands area down, down here, it needs investment, it needs the investors, and it's got massive potential to be one of the most iconic footballing stadiums on the planet. Phil, one of the most iconic on the planet. It certainly is the Scar- Liverpool Skylines, one of the most iconic in the world, isn't it? So to add a football stadium right slap bang on the edge of that. As I speak, I'm facing the Bramley Moor now. The sun's just starting to come out. It's obviously, we've been raining all morning, but uh, I dare say when the sun's out over there, the water, the Royal Blue Mersey, if you like, twinkling underneath it, it's going to be a special place to play football and go watch football, isn't it? Yeah, well, the, 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 the phrase iconic has been used a lot in relation to this, but it's absolutely and truly apt, because it would be, wouldn't it? Um, and you're talking about Everton trying to become a global club, more so than they are now, you know, competing with the, with the global clubs in the Premier League, and that helps that image that would be seen across the world. Tourists coming in would immediately want to come and see it, it's on the docks. It's you know it's you know the continuation of the rene- you know the regeneration and renovation of Liverpool, and as I say, iconic. I, I don't think of a better word than iconic. And you know we haven't. There's, there's no blueprints yet. There's no designs. But thinking all in our minds, eye, we've all imagined what it would look yeah. like, and uh, it's uh, very exciting. Gav, we've all uh, we've, we've all been on a flight coming back into Liverpool, haven't we? Where close your eyes if you will, follow me on a journey, Gav. Yeah flying along towards JLA Airport and you look out and you see the estuary don't you, you see the Mersey yeah. you know a few iconic buildings when you see the three graces more than a few iconic buildings really but then just imagine five years time maybe less there's going to be a brand new blue football stadium on there and as much as it's going to break our hearts in a way to leave Walton and, and Liverpool for uh, obviously Liverpool are currently next door across the park with a new stand but then if you're on that plane and you're looking down and you see a, a blue football stadium there, you know, you're a tourist coming into the city, where are you going to want to go and, and maybe look at a museum, yeah. watch a match, just have a look around on a tour of the stadium? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really fa- uh, add on to what the lads have said. Uh, to me, though, it, it's that's one aspect of it, but it's not the biggest aspect of it. it, it to me, it's, it's, it's the statement it makes in terms of the future of Everton Football Club. I mean... We don't change stadiums that, that often. <laughs> I mean, it's 120 odd years. We tried. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's 125 years since we changed the last one. So it, it's 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 a statement being made by Everton that's part of a wider sort of ambition, which involves investments on the pitch, investments off the pitch in terms of the people who run the club and and, and the financial backing. Um, throw in the academy, all that type, all that type of thing. It's part of a bigger thing for me. Yeah. It's not, it's not the the be all and end all of, of Everton's ambition. It's just part of it that will drive it. Um, ultimately, you know, it's it's what what goes on on the pitch, isn't it? That will will determine the future future of us. Uh, having a, a brand spanking new stadium that's iconic on, at the sides of the Mersey is is part of that. 
but it only it will only enable us to do something. It won't be the the answer. And I think that's what we, we should all remember. It's great, it'll be great, but it's part of other stuff that we are doing to enable us to get back to our sort of historic position as we were when we built Goodison Park, when we were the biggest biggest club in the country. Um, hopefully that will go somewhere to, to get us there or thereabouts that stage. I'm not saying it will, but in, in terms of the, the big clubs in, in, in English football and indeed European football. Don't you think it's what... This, these generation of Evertonians deserve more than most. We've gone on a long barren spell without a trophy. Now I'm from Downey and I know what it's like. Evertonians, you're getting rubbed in your faces by Liverpool supporters, European Cups, league titles, whatnot. Now, this generation of Everton fans deserve this trophy more than anything. Surely to God, a brand new stadium on the docks, on the Liverpool waterfront is what they deserve and then trophies come with that. It's interesting, I, I agree, but Gav's made a point there. I don't, I don't think new stadium equals trophies it's not quite that simple is no, it no absolutely it helps not. Them, doesn't it Obviously it helps it's, it's an enabler isn't it to, to, for us to develop um, a few Arsenal fans of their you know their view of the, the Emirates yeah exactly is, is you know they, they thought that would drive them uh, you know to further success having just won three titles in seven or eight years do you win an so, FA Cup every yeah, year? Yeah, but I, I know what I know what you're saying, yeah. Tony, and the spirit is right. It's part. It, it, it you deserve something that will actually you can look to and say that's what Everton Football Club are, and that's where we're going. Goodison pointed towards the past. This points towards the future. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Because when you talk about um, football fan who isn't an Evertonian from outside of Merseyside, you mentioned Goodison. Inevitably, it it, it sort of engenders feelings of romance and history. But that's not what Everton have got to be about now. Really. They've got no. to be about yeah. winning and the future, and that's I think that's what it would symbolise as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and I think I think that's that, that's right. And the boy, the idea of it, it's it's great. I mean, to be fair, I mean I've seen us win trophies and excites me. So I don't think it's the next generation. But I don't think it, it, it's for all Everton fans, isn't it? Not just those perhaps who are just a little bit younger and maybe unfortunate not to see us not to see us win anything it's for all Everton fans because I'm just as much interested in the future as, as, as trophy winning seasons I've seen in the past so it's for everybody and I think it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great statement but it's part of a bigger statement that Everton do you must, think there's anyone make. against this down here? a few Liverpool fans probably uh, so I haven't seen anyone walking a dog by the way so we're alright there's been I a few that a couple of I, I don't know, but what I would say, and I think this is a point, is you said about the regeneration of this area, yeah. and you know, whatever happens if they leave Goodison Park, it's it's what happens to the area by Goodison Park as well. Whatever plans are put in place, and whenever we leave Goodison Park, is that there's there's that area as well that's stuck that because that's been our home for 120 odd years, and I think we should all remember that. In, in, as part of this uh, part of the cycle because what you can remember there's a lot of Everton fans still live by Goodson Park mm. as well oh, yeah. so you know that's a key thing as well for me and I don't know what you three think but if you do ask me this question last season the depths of the Martinez era and you couldn't buy a home win if somebody said to you right we're moving tomorrow yeah all for it but now because of the way the team are playing and the way that the fortress has been built back up again and the feeling that you now yeah. I now get going to Goodison on a match day it's going to make it more of a wrench to let you know it's absolutely the right thing to do. But it's weird that we're going to have that fortress good us when we leave. <laughs> the million dollar question. Do you know what I mean? So it, the, there's both sides to it. I can understand the romantic side of leaving Goodison Park. I love Goodison Park more than anything. It's been unbelievable nights there with my dad and my brother and whatnot. But it's about the future. And I want to take my son to a brand new stadium 
on the banks of the Royal Blue Mersey. That'll be my dream. Yeah. I don't want to take him to Goodison Park. Oh, I'd love to for just for a one-off, but I don't want to take him. We're not winning no trophies, and it gives us a better opportunity of winning trophies if we've got a brand new stadium like Rome. But that's that's the nature of this football. But but as Phil said about that needs to be supported by like sort of developments on the pitch. And as you say, like the developments this season, you can see have given a platform. It was, it was interesting to hear on national radio uh, this week. He started talking about the top seven in <laughs> English <laughs> football, just purely because we managed to overtake Manchester United for the for for a day. Um, sort of break, you know, and that's the ambition that I think we said at the start of the season is this first year is, is to be part considered part of a top seven of English football, not like sort of the best of the rest. And uh, I don't know what you think, Greg. That if we can get that development right before we. We move into a new new ground, and that that helps think, that move, doesn't it? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think we're rightly so excited about what the future holds now, but it's absolutely key that none of us lose focus. The fact that we might not be in this new stadium for three or four years, hopefully less than that, but you never know. You know, projects have their ups and downs, their obstacles they have to overcome. Um, and maybe the Evertonian in me thinks we'll probably have our fair share. Hopefully not. Hopefully that's all behind us. But nevertheless, you know, we cannot take our eye off the fact that in the meantime, progress needs to remain at the pace it has been yeah. since Farhad Mashiri came into the club. You know, Kuman needs to stay as manager. Kuman needs to you know, stay in position for as long as we can. We need to keep hold of our best players. We've spoken about that in yeah. previous pods. And that, that progress needs to happen. Otherwise, if you just say, well, this new stadium, when it happens, is going to be the magic pill that will make everything better. Yeah. I think that would be a, a grave mistake. It doesn't seem, sorry, so English football's listed with that. Clubs have gone to new grounds and it hasn't worked for them. And indeed, for some of them, it's, it's really financially damaged them in the long term. Well, don't you think they, they've gone when they haven't focused on the pitch? I understand your point there. It's yeah. important that we are on the cusp of yeah. top six, top seven before we yeah, go into this new ground yeah, surely yeah, because you, if we're in the bottom half could be a Derby County and Coventry these teams that just get in that yeah. new ground and then deal with it then if you, yeah. if you look at West Ham everybody was fearful of West Ham at the start of the season weren't they but then really if you strip back and look at what they it's on the foundation so to speak you wouldn't say that they they finished seventh that season yeah. Yeah. it wasn't a, a, a continuation no. of building and building and building they just over exceeded hadn't they and yeah. it just so happened that they had to take the opportunity to move into the London Stadium at that point but they've, they've kind of mid- middled out haven't they and they're kind of where that squad should be they are now yeah they? yeah, and it'd be interesting to see what happens to, to Tottenham and Chelsea yeah. in the interim I know they've got more money but it does affect it a, a grand move but I think it can affect us hopefully in a, a positive way because I think the good thing about this for me is is other clubs move you know you see Tottenham and Chelsea moving to bigger grounds and you know that's just like sort of them developing where they are now this is putting us back in, like, where, historically where we've been in it always been in English football you know up until the, the beginning of the Premier League and I think that's the thing that romantically I like about it it puts us back where so we belong are you, are you saying Gav that if a club like Chelsea and, and Spurs it nudges them along yeah it really kicks everything to the backside absolutely as I said last, on last week's pod I don't think there's a club in the top five the yeah. in Europe is showing the same ambition as us at the moment yeah. we're bigger spenders in January yeah you know but I mean but it's not just the spending it's the stadium it's the gen- mm. you know you just get the impression everybody, everybody around the club is all rather busy at the moment don't you which, no, I think which is good which is good which is what you want no interesting you say that Gav if Stoke when the stadium disc gets announced 
what message if you were another if you were supporting Espanyol or a German team or any other team in the country in European football, what message would this send out to them if this happens? Would you think? Message, uh, I think it's a combined message, isn't it? It's it's being in the top seven and competing with you, you know, on that's, a level pegging and the yeah. ground. Yeah. If, if as Phil was saying, if he were twelfth on the table or thirteenth on the table, it probably wouldn't send yeah. send that big a message. Just another club who's moving ground. It, it, it's it's the combination of undoubted progress on the pitch with further ambition on the, on the pitch and the ground that sense yeah I mean look Feyenoord have also you know, new stadium plans there's lots of clubs out there Bilbao we're not necessarily talking about them week in week out they're not necessarily making big ripples in, in global world football they're probably in their own ways impressive modern stadia but they've yet to stamp them on the map I think the potential and we keep saying that for this to be an iconic stadium for me is up there more than those clubs with respect to Feyenoord with respect to Bilbao is that because it's in the area it's in? because it's on that waterfront I honestly from the days of the King's Dock and won't it be brilliant I remember on this podcast before this was even an issue that Champions might move to the Bramley Moor we've all discussed the King's Dock and we've always said there's that caveat breaks your heart doesn't it those images how it would have looked at the King's Dock wasn't it brilliant for Everton that were hopefully on the brink of putting that to bed now there's many many a sip between the, what's the phrase Gab I've lost there's, there's many potential twists and turns yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that I'm not getting ahead of ourselves yeah. but nevertheless we'll be able to put that chapter of ifs and buts behind us and say that we're going to be on that waterfront because Wattenhall Park Kirby you know anywhere else the club's rebuilding Buddhism Park yeah. by the way which Stonebridge Cross was also not the table you know looking for grounds in the, in the city it's been, there's been talk of like shared stadium going back to the late 60s early 70s shared stadium yeah. of course you know, yeah. Kirby and Ainsley in the early 70s they looked at so it's it's a long run saga this um, and um, I just think you know, as I say you don't move grounds very often and I think it Whatever happens, it's an historic moment. Mm. In, in, even in that, just in that context, yeah. um, and hugely significant. Um, and you've got to, you've got to, as well as the amenities and all that. It, it's 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 hugely symbolic, isn't it? When do we think? Obviously, none of us are architectural experts and project managers. Um, but I just wonder when, Phil, we might realistically be sitting in that stadium over the road from where we are now. Watch Everton win trophies, hopefully. Well, the, the mayor was sticking to his belief that it could be within two years or so, and that was only a couple of weeks ago. I mean, you know, you would have to have to sort of bracket that in the positive and the optimistic side of the scale. I think, I think if you're sort of being conservative, you'd say four, five years, maybe. I mean, look, you're going to have to be patient ultimately because you know it's going to be. We've waited this long. You know, we can wait another four <laughs> yeah. years. Can't yeah. we? You know. Um, and it's got to be right. It's got to be perfect. You can't rush, you know. Logistically, that dock, you know, the a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah. I imagine yeah. a lot of things to be done. It's not just a case of tarmacking it and you know. It's it not just telling yeah. the plans yeah. where you can build on. Yeah, I've been past there several times. It's, it's just it's a hole really. Yeah. It, it needs. It yeah, needs and, and that's the thing. Has been compared to some of the other grounds that you just build the ground. It's the whole infrastructure around here needs to change, doesn't it? Oh, you say. I mean, you say about Stonebridge Cross rightly in a not derisory that's disrespectful to any part of Liverpool and you know Croxteth areas around there again I'm not I'm not from far from there myself but 
for a football stadium my point being if you want to build it on a brownfield site off these slanks it's a lot easier it's a hell of a lot easier the to start with the time scale would be so much you'd have been talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it's what you but yeah it's what you're willing to accept but with the big plans you know are going to take big preparation and a lot of big thinking and I think you might have to drain a dock definitely part of it part of probably more dock is just water it doesn't happen yeah. overnight no. you know it's so it's going to take some with time patience is a key word for listening yeah. it is going to require patience and there'll no doubt be points after the announcement you know when, we, when we've got the news we want it might feel as if 2000 and what was it going to be 2020 beyond will feel a long time away mm. but at least that certainty is there and obviously you know an Everton you know can't speak for the club but you know I think it's fair to assume that throughout the process they have been and they will continue to want to manage expectations because we've been here before and all this sort of thing but you know the moment that the architects and the club and the council release the first artist impression that's when it really feel real won't it because that's another step another significant moment but you know you're right it's going to have to be we're going to have to be patient uh, as frustrating as that might be but. there's a lot of pessimistic Evertonians out there isn't it Greg that, that we've seen and heard all this before can you understand their frustrations because we've had the Kirby you've had the Wally Hall Park even every time you go to the Echo Arena now you're walking thinking on what might have been every time you go and watch a concert now Evertonians aren't going to believe this until they actually see the stadium getting built can you understand where they're coming from? Absolutely, can understand it, and you know we'll we'll be there um, as a newspaper every step of the way. You know, keeping a, a watchful eye on the progress of the club, and you know, hoping that they, you know, the time scale that, that they do kind of commit to as much as you can remains on track. But uh, completely understand that cynicism. Completely understand it. Um, hopefully, what what you're going to find is it is going to get blown away a lot of that cynicism because I think. The pace of change on the machinery so far is really starting to take people by surprise. Even you know supporters who are used to the litany of missed opportunities in the past, um, machinery is making people believe. Only yet, only last night, you know, a national newspaper reported, and, and we're yet to see whether or not factually it's it's quite as close uh, as they said. But the name Wayne Rooney again, it's one we've reported on as as a very real target previously last summer and for, you know for the summer coming Wayne Rooney could be coming back and as you said in the past I think that puts Everton on front and back pages so do you think would you have managed us re-signing Wayne, Wayne Rooney never in a million years under Martinez never or? in a million years I just think from Everton's perspective I can see where they're coming from you'll have to see it getting built and everything else until, until I, you know the spade goes into the ground I could totally agree with you <laughs> sound like a chair no I think I think I know what you're saying there Tom, but there's a subtle difference between projects in the past and this project is that we've got a person leading the project who's got X billions or you know you know and that, that you know with all due respect to people in the past that that, that money and financial acumen makes an enormous amount of difference and uh, and I think that's the, that's that that breeds confidence. And as Greg said, we're seeing that just not only in the plans for this, but just in the general way. This is I'm, I'm really excited the moment away the general direction of, of the club. I mean, I know I said before everybody appears to be busy. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. It's just the impression I get is everybody in heaven is busy at the moment, doing stuff. Yeah. You know, moving us forward. You yeah. know, from both players. You know, uh, manager, people behind the scene. There's lots going on, and I, I find that really, really exciting. But you mentioned everyone there, Gav. 
except for the supporters. Do you think it's them, the next in line, that have got to change their ambition about Everton? Not questioning the support, I'm not, but a lot of this is coming from, oh, typical Everton, or I won't believe it until it actually happens. Do you think the majority of shareholders are changing, the managers changing, the players are changing, the staff changing, and they've all got one aim? Do you think that next step in the ladder is the supporters to change their mindset on the football club now? What do you mean, to a winner mindset? Yeah, don't be total... Scared. Be well, nasty. Make sure that we're the best in in this country. Yeah, well, that, I think that comes uh, that comes naturally when you start buying better players, doesn't it? I mean, an example. Winning big I, matches yeah, as well. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, too. A good example, I, I think, is Manchester City, Manchester United. People compare City United like Everton and Liverpool. It's not like that at all. You know, Everton have been bigger city in the you know biggest club in the city for for 80, 90 years. You know, it's not. Like, but City had won at Old Trafford. 1974 to 2008, 34 years, never won there. They won in 2008. Um, but since the money that they had, and you know, it's always, always that thing of like psychological stuff and all that. Man United's a big club and they can't compete. As soon as he starts getting bigger players, bigger and better players in 2009, 2010 onwards, guess what happens to them at uh, Old Trafford? They start winning games. They start winning games. They won in 2011, they won in 2013, yeah, true, yeah. 2014, they won this season. Yeah. All of and that, that breeds a different mindset in the with supporters. Absolutely. Just by winning yeah. games. Yeah. I don't think you... I don't think you can psychologically like put support just turn in, it on in, 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 in a couch and say you know, you know. so how apt is it that we travel to Anfield next week but, yeah, and yeah, the possibility of this happening do you think do you think the mindset will then change them Better players bring better mindsets. That's why the better players, and, and that sent changes naturally the mindsets of supporters, as we've seen in Man City. Uh, and I think you know, hopefully, the same thing will happen with with, with Everton. Um, and um, but it, it, I think it was hopefully naturally feed through. But this is part of that process as well. I think definitely. And what I'll say as well is that why it's important, like Morgan Schneider on a fifth of the derby. Normally, Lukaku's fit and focused and firing. But it's important to when they all get back from international duty as well, that yeah. they're all fit and healthy on May. So, I mean, I think if we recap to where we were before Mashiri took over, that man alone has, has done so much. I mean, let's let's think how Goodison, the state Goodison's in now. He was looking pretty tired and worn. And, and rightly so, you know. It's the old lady is very much getting on. But look at what he's done, the work in the, you know, just to make Goodison give that a facelift. It already looks a million times better, doesn't it? Yeah. I was having that conversation with somebody yesterday. Actually, they're saying it's like he's not, you know, not an Evertonian, and, and uh, stood outside Goodison and said, "You won't, you can't really understand." I, I'm telling you this, but you can't understand the difference that's been made to, to how it looks. You know, it's it's dead simple stuff in many respects. It's clad and it's the great images of all the all the great players, and it's the light and it's the lettering on on the park end and stuff. But just made a hell of a difference. But you know, and going back to Farhad, if we take Thursday as as, as D Day, so to speak, and when something we expect to be announced, that's just under thirteen months of him being at the football club. Yeah. Remarkable, really. He, he couldn't have done more than twelve months, surely. Oh, couldn't have done more. Well, yeah, players. Changing Roberto Martinez to Ronald Koeman, all the backroom staff replaced, like to Morgan Schneider and plays of that ill. 30 million spent on Yannick Molassi is it was just nothing. And then they're on the cusp of top six, possibility top five. Yeah. And now there's a possibility of this ground and the way Goodison's looking lately. I've never in my life of support never been more excited about the future at this football club more than I am now. Just up the press box has got bigger seats, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, no, but no, but I think it's a good point, and I don't want to bring up 
Rom's statement last week or conversations that he had, but it, that seemed bad. And one of the things I didn't understand is about it was like some of the some of the comments after that about people saying, "Oh, Rom's saying same old Everton, not showing ambition." This blah, is what blah, I've blah, seen blah, I just thought that was wrong. You know, just view of that 13 month timeline that you said there. And I, and I really didn't understand. I don't appreciate that people can have that opinion. That why you want to still believe that was the case, or and, and based on the evidence we've just presented here. So, uh, as I say, it's 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 a massive thing for me, but it's part of a wider more broader picture for, for Everton going forward I fully agree with Gav there for what, what Ron quoted on and the comments about the Everton's ambition the transfer market etc well I'm not having that if 15 years ago to say yeah question Everton in the transfer market what Narsel and Arteta Rooney Lescott yeah fully agree didn't do things in the best shape or form but over these last 12-13 months you cannot question Everton football clubs ambition you can't question yeah. it yeah. second to none I think, I think to be fair to Rom, I think it was more about whatever future plans there were, he wasn't maybe cited on. I think, I think that was it. But, but consequently, that there was there was comments made about, oh well, the board needs to get it tacked into gear and stuff. Actually, just see what's been done over the last thirty months. I, I didn't agree that was necessarily the case, um, and hopefully there'll be further good news. Yeah, well, we will look forward to that good news tomorrow. Join us. Uh, throughout the day on the website and we'll be updating that building up to the announcements when and when it comes um, we will again be podcasting from the Bramley Moor uh, tomorrow so we'll be uploading that shortly after the announcement you can hear the second part and you can hear us again live from uh, what could soon be your local <laughs> thanks very much for listening <laughs>